0: Hello and welcome to our podcast We hope it encourages and inspires you Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life Or to get in touch One of our team would love to talk to you Here's today's message Now when it comes to smells There's those smells that we like And there's also the smells that we don't like What is your favourite smell? How good is it when you're coming home from work and you get out of the car and before you even get inside you can smell a roast dinner? That's a good smell isn't it? Sometimes I'll give Lisa a hug and I'll just put my nose in against her neck so I can smell her perfume and smell Lisa that's a nice smell for me. Another one of my favourite smells is uh, every now and again I'll go for a bike ride and I'll, and I'll bike out over the bridge and around uh, Lake Hood and then I'll come back again, back over the bridge and as I come back over the bridge I can smell KFC. <laughs> and i I've been, I've been biking an hour and I'm hungry and I smell KFC and I can imagine one of those dunk burgers, you know, in the sauce. and. A bit of chicken. Oh, I'm getting hungry. But the title of my message today Is The Smell of a Charcoal Fire oh. yeah. And I'm, I'm going to dedicate this sermon To my South African brothers That are getting baptised today Of all the smells in the world I don't think there's a better smell Than a braai oh, yeah. <laughs> The smell of like the flame coming up in the smoke of charcoal, and the simmering steak and bore of horse. It doesn't get any better than that. A braai is simply cooking meat over a charcoal fire. The, the amazing smell of meat cooking over an open fire is like nothing else. And uh, as they would say in South Africa, real men smell like braai. <laughs> A couple of years ago I was ministering down in omaru and uh, I was at an event on the Sad Day and the guy came up to me and goes, You're a South African. And I went, by like a donkey. <laughs> I knew it. And I went, shop shop my bra and goes, I can tell South Africans. <laughs> I actually took it as a compliment. <laughs> I said, actually I'm a kiwi, he went, huh? You're South African? I said, no, I'm a Kiwi. He goes, are you Scruff? That's how everyone knows me, number and I'm like, around yeah. again. He goes, oh, oh, you're not South African. <laughs> anyway, I took it as a compliment. I, I, uh, uh, I don't know why I thought I was South African. <laughs> maybe because I'm big. <laughs> Sometimes uh, Mary-Lisa will be getting ready to go out, and it's completely the stereotype But I'll say to Lisa, uh, people will think we're South African. And it's just the stereotype that I'm the big bloke and she's the beautiful wife, well presented, nice hair and makeup and that <laughs> on. And she goes, "That's just stupid and ridiculous." And I "No, no, no! They'll think we sell everything." No, that's just stupid. He <laughs> just thinks that's, that's ridiculous and stupid. But anyway, um, last week she was in Christchurch and I sent her along for Safari meets That's my favourite in all the world, it's Safari meets in Christchurch, it's a South African butcher shop, to get me some Texan steaks. Do you, do you want to know what a Texan steak is? I've got an image of one coming up here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a that's That's a nice steak that eh? That's a steak that's big enough to share and what you don't probably get to appreciate there about that fat. And when you have a Texan steak that's all you eat. There's no bread, there's no vegetables, definitely no salad. That is all you eat, and uh, that is the complete meal. And uh, I reckon, Martin and Bernie, we could have a Texan Steak men's night. Yeah. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. 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 I reckon that would be alright. I reckon we'll get some guys come out to that. Yeah. Honestly, it's all you need. I mean, you've got. It's all there, the complete meal, and right around the edge is a big fatty strip. And uh, save that for the end, that's your dessert. <laughs> <laughs> it is so sweet, it's so delicious. And I just also want to say to the ladies, don't you girls go stealing our our ideas for that's women's events, right? for the men. It's safe. It's so safe. It's it's okay.
1: But anyway, I sent Lisa along to safari
0: meets. It's like, please, Lisa, you, when you're in Christchurch, can you get me some tits and steaks? And she went in. And, and when she went in there, the staff was speaking to her in Afrikaans. <laughs> Why? Because they thought she was still African. <laughs> well presented, beautiful, and I've been saying that for years. <laughs> anyway, let's go by John 21, verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. But we've got to ask the question, why is Peter going fishing? Look where this is. It's at the end of the Gospel of John. And do you remember at the beginning, and uh, we read in, I think it's Luke chapter 5, where um, Peter said that he was going to stop fishing. Jesus had called him to be a fisher of men. And Peter had left his nets, he'd left his fishing boats to follow Jesus. And now we're three and a half years later, and Peter is back fishing. Why is he back fishing? Well, just a little bit earlier, Peter had told Jesus that he was willing to die for him. That he was willing to go to prison for Jesus that he would never deny him. And Jesus said, actually, you're going to deny me three times, and the rooster will cry. Peter goes, never, never will I deny you. Well, it happened. Peter denied Jesus three times, and the rooster crowed. And then Peter's eyes locked with Jesus, and full of regrets, remorse, and shame. Peter left weeping. Knowing that he had just denied Christ. I will never deny you, Lord. I'll go to prison and die for you. And then he denies him. I don't know about you, but I can relate to Peter. I would even go as far to say that we are all like Peter. Peter. I've been in the presence of God on a Sunday morning and worship, and I just re-surrender my life to Christ, and I'm going to follow God wholeheartedly, and Lord, I know that sin I've been dealing with lately, and uh, I've been giving in to, but right here in this moment, I'm promising you, I'm never going to do that sin again. Yeah. A week later, I've done it again. I don't know about you, but I can relate to Peter. I understand Peter, and again, I think we're all like Peter. Peter is bold and brash, and he can get things so right, and he can get things so wrong. (laughs) Peter is feeling terrible, feeling like a failure. I have let down my Lord, I have failed him, so I may as well go back fishing. Full of guilt, full of shame, feeling like a failure. And Peter isn't just one of the twelve disciples He's in the inner three. And he's seen the miracles. He's heard the teachings. He's seen healings. And even he can get it wrong. That makes me feel a little bit better. Jesus isn't surprised by our failures and our humanity. He is all knowing. And he actually knows you're going to sin before you even sin. And I can get so frustrated with me. Amazingly, Jesus doesn't. Jesus is like, come on, get up, dust yourself off, you can start over. Come on, get up, let's go again. Come on, come on, I'm calling you on, I'm calling you forward. And what amazes me about Jesus is he never runs out of grace fast. Jesus is love, he is mercy, and he is grace. You see, for me, I have a measure of grace. You can wrong me, and I can give you some grace. You can wrong me again, I'll give you some more grace. But the third time, I'm out of grace. That's it, I'm done with you. What we need to understand is Jesus is not like that. Grace is who He is, and He doesn't have a measure of grace. He is grace, and He will never, ever run out of grace for you. That's why you can fail Him again and again and again and again and again. And he still has grace. And then again and again and again and again. And he still has grace. He will never run out of love, grace and forgiveness for you. And you can always start again. Peter has disowned Jesus, rejected him, turned his back on him. He has returned to his old life of fishing. Peter has disowned Jesus. But Jesus has not disowned Peter. In fact, we see Jesus intentionally pursuing Peter, leaving the city, going out to the middle of nowhere like a shepherd living the 99 to go after the one who was lost. Even though Peter blew it, even though Peter made a mistake, it is not over. If you are here today and you feel like you have blown it, that you've made a mistake, it is not over for you. You can start again. You may have made a mistake, but you are not a mistake. God loves you and he has grace for you and he is coming after you again today. John 21 verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, again the scripture, I'm going fishing, they said to him, we are going with you also. They went out and immediately got into the boat and that night, They caught nothing. This is a wee reminder to us that if we ever want to go back to our old life, our old way of living, it's not going to satisfy. It's not going to fulfill us. We're not going to find what we're looking for. You see, Peter went back to the life of fishing. And what happened? He fished all night and caught nothing. Peter was doing things his way, and he came up empty. Verse 4. But when the morning had come, Jesus stood up at the shore. Yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any food? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. So they cast, and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude. same miracle that Jesus did in Luke chapter 5 at the start of his encounter with Peter. When Jesus first called Peter to be a disciple, and so why is Jesus doing the same miracle again? I believe the reason for this miracle is because Jesus wants to tell Peter, you can start again. You know that miracle I did when I first called you? I've done that miracle again because I'm calling you again to follow me. Verse 7. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he had removed it, and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, For they were not far from land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with fish. Peter, up until this point, had been moving away to Jesus. And now he's rushing back to Jesus. He's rushing back to him. He's coming back to him. He's coming back towards him. Verse 9. Then as soon as they had come to land, they saw a fire of coals. There, and fish laid on it, and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Jesus already had what they were searching for. Was fish on the coals. Yeah. And Jesus could have used driftwood. This is the Sea of Galilee. It's a large lake, and there would be driftwood all around the lake. Jesus could have easily have used driftwood, but he has has intentionally chosen to use coals. Do you know that a fire of coals is only mentioned twice in all of the New Testament? The other mentioning of hot coals is earlier in John 18, 18. Peter warming himself by hot coals is when he denied Jesus three times. Wow. The smell of hot coals that would forever have etched into Peter's mind wow. as a reminder of his failings, wow. a trigger of shame and guilt, wow. is now the smell of redemption. Wow. Yes. Awesome. Yes. 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 Jesus yes. is calling him back. Wow. Jesus is calling us back. Course, right. Jesus always has his arms open wide for us. Awesome. And I believe that God is saying to someone today, it is time for you to come back. There is grace for you. There is always grace for you. God never runs out of grace, and He's calling you back today into His love and into His amazing grace. When we look in the Bible, we see that there are no perfect people. Moses was a murderer. David committed adultery. Abraham was a liar. Noah got drunk. Rahab was a prostitute. Jonah was a prophet who disobeyed God over and over again. And then there is Peter. And we are all like Peter, and we can relate to him. And God uses all of these people, and God can use you. Your sin does not disqualify you. Man, He can use you, and he can use me. Nothing disqualifies us from being used. Verse 11. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to land, full of large fish, 153. And although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, Come and eat breakfast. Yet none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them, and likewise the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. Come and eat breakfast. What a great way for reconciliation. Yeah. That's right. You know, there's people here with the gift of hospitality, and it's an amazing gift. You know, hospitality is amazing. when you. Sh- a meal with people, you're saying, I want to be your friend. You're also saying, I value your friendship. And if you want to mend a friendship, no better way to mend a friendship than having a meal with people. The smell of meat sizzling on the grill is the perfect backdrop to any get-together. Cooking meat on a barbecue or a is the perfect way of starting a friendship, maintaining a friendship, or even mending. A friendship. <clears throat> and there's an old argument. What's best? Gas barbecue or braai? The seals it. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> is the <braai>. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 15. So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes Lord. You know that I love you. We kind of have one word for love in the English language, and it's love. I love pork bones. I love Lisa. I love God. We just use love all the time. But, and the Greek have got lots of words for love. And so what Jesus has just said to Peter the first time is, do you agape me? And agape is a love that's passionate and is willing to surrender and die. It's the deepest of all loves. And, and Jesus says to Peter, "Do you agape me?" And Peter's like, "You know, I philao you. Phileo is a friendship, like a brother love." He said, "Do you agape me?" And Peter answers, "I philao you." And then Jesus says the second time, "Do you agape me?" And Peter's like, oh, "I philao you, Jesus. You know, I've proven that. Like, I didn't, I didn't surrender." you know, and and sacrifice my life for you. I've shown that I don't agape you. And then the third time, Jesus says, so Peter, do you phileo me? And Peter's like, yes, I phileo you. And then, as we read on, Jesus speaks to agape love. And what I love about Jesus is he doesn't, even once talk about Peter's failings, but instead speaks to his future about being a shepherd. See that? Mm -hmm. Feed my Mm lambs. Tend my sheep. Mm -hmm. Feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think there's any greater call in how we can honour God is by looking after people. And so Jesus, the whole time, is speaking to his future and speaking to his ministry. Jesus doesn't hold our past against us, he holds our future in front of us. This message is a message of grace, and I believe there is some some here today who need to know this. Jesus will leave Jerusalem the city, Jesus will leave the ninety-nine to go after the one. God loves you and God is pursuing you today. God is not mad at you, he loves you, he wants you to know his grace. He won't hold your past against you, but he will hold your future in front of you. He loves you and he wants relationship today. He wants you in right relationship. We're all like Peter. We know we have let let God down, but we have a God. His name is Jesus, and he calls us out and away from sin to live a life for him, a life of purpose. Jesus came for reconciliation and only talked about his future. He didn't say anything to cause them to have guilt, shame or remorse. But I just love this passage of scripture. Peter, Peter gets the same miracle twice. Why? Because God's calling him again. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the smell of the charcoal. Why? Because God's wanting to sh- show him redemption. The smell of charcoal. That's right. And the last time Peter was asked the same Question three times. Was that the denial? And now Jesus has asked a question three times. And it's about reconciliation. Yes. Do you love me? And so here we have in verse 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But you are old. Um, but when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. This he spoke signifying... By what death he would glorify God, and when he had spoken as he said to him, follow me. Mm. Jesus is speaking to agape love. Mm. <laughs> Peter, yet yeah, you let me down, but this coming a day, will you will truly show your love for me. Amen. By being stretched wide and hung on a cross to die <clears> for <throat> me. Surely better you do agape me. Yeah. Now this morning we have uh, some baptisms. Two South African men getting baptised in this service. And I just want to finish with Romans 2, verse 4. Don't you see how wonderful, kind, tolerant and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that this kindness is intended to turn you from your sins? The kindness and the goodness of God can turn us from sin. Yes. Mm. Yes. And and the NIV and the New King James will say, God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. That's right. The kindness of God is incredible. The kindness, the goodness of God is what changes us, restores us, heals us, and brings freedom in our life. And these two men getting baptised this morning are people who have been called by God to live a new life. God is not surprised by any of our stumbling or our failures. In fact, He meets each failure with His limitless grace. And so to my South African brothers, may you always remember when you're cooking meat over charcoal that it's the smell of redemption, it's the smell of grace, and it's the smell of of new life and uh, may it always remind you and everybody here that we can always start.